I'm not racist. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so delete that from the recording, please. <laughs> oh, oh when this one gets edited. It's just starting with so not racist. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just it's a bad movie. It was hilariously bad. Okay, so like it about... was really funnily bad. Hmm. We should actually really get into the thing that we're talking about. What are we talking about? Who you are. Oh, well, my name is Chris, and I am a filmmaker from Nashville, Tennessee. And I party all the time. <laughs> I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author, and I'm raw, I guess. That's a comedy special that he did. It doesn't have anything to do with his movie, but it involves Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I'm Josh Birch, an analyst here in Nashville, and sometimes I wear a crown on my head. That's this movie, too, right? <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I'm a good uh, Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> and we're opinionated. Second, second episode of our listener request month. Uh, thank you guys so much for submitting your your requests and your suggestions. Uh, today's movie is a suggestion by Geronte Garrett. Uh, he suggested it to us on Twitter. So Geronte, thank you for reaching out. Uh, I hope you picked a good movie. I know nothing about it. I've heard it's really good. I've just never gotten around to seeing it. Same. I hope it's excellent. Yeah. Same. Yeah. The, I mean, the reason I chose it is like I've seen this when I was younger it's been a while since i've seen it but i would like to compare it to modern or more recent eddie murphy movies to see <laughs> how, it holds up, how it holds up yeah. because haunted mansion yeah because daddy daycare one daddy daycare one adventures of pluto nash meets three. dave uh norbit all the garbage movies that he's been making <laughs> over the last several years you mean decades yeah um, he used to be so he, good, though. Yeah, I remember him being really good, and then all like, of a sudden, he—I think he got the Adam Sandler syndrome, well, where either he yeah. was like being paid a lot of money to make these movies, or he—it's the Adam like, Sandler Bruce Willis to, bug, right? Where just, or they don't, cage, they don't care anymore. Where it's just like, oh, I need the money, and so I'm going to make all these movies because I yeah. need the money, and it just like all of them seem really bad. I want to see if this holds up. If have this we, is really, if I remember it being a good movie, or have, if it was, have we even said the title of the movie yet? Coming I don't think America. we have. It's coming to America. Um, it's got a sixty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it came out in nineteen eighty-eight, and it of course stars Eddie Murphy and James and it, Earl Jones. Right? Uh, he's the only one on the poster. So he's the only one I read. Wow! <laughs> oh wow! Okay, <laughs> what a jerk! <laughs> Arsenio Hall, I think, is also in this. Yeah, Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, John Amos, um, Madge Sinclair, and Sherry oh. Headley. Oh. An extremely pampered African prince travels to Queens, New York, and goes undercover to find a wife whom he can respect for her intelligence and will. I've heard also relevant choice because apparently they just greenlit a sequel to Coming to America. Like, Way after. What's it going to be? He's already here. What's it? <laughs> leaving America this time. I mean, could, I don't know. You, maybe. You, yeah, you could do something where he like goes back to whatever country he's from, and you know. And now his wife's got to try and fit in. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't well, seen this movie. Kid. I don't know how it ends up. Like it's you know at this point it would probably be his kid. It'd be about I would think. Yeah. Probably. If Eddie Murphy is still going to be in it, it has to be the mm. kid, because otherwise it wouldn't be. What's the name of the guy from Chronicle? The the black kid in that. He was in um, the Rocky thing that came out recently. Oh my goodness, uh, Michael um, B. Jordan. Michael Him, Jordan. Yeah. he's like, great. I, I always like remember it because it's like that dude's name is Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to. He's he's Michael Jordan B. Um, yeah. I'd like to see him. He'd make. A, I think he'd be interesting in that. Like if it, it was like the son of Eddie Murphy's character, like that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say I'd watch it because I haven't seen Coming to America yet. But based on how this one turns out, sure, I'd watch that one. So maybe we should just dive right into yeah, it. Let's ben, get into you, it. you saw it. So yeah. like, unless you think we need to be set up with anything. Well, I mean, I, it, it what will do you probably, remember from seeing it as a kid? It also has like a lot of stereotypes in there. And so I want to see how some of this holds up to modern day. <laughs> And, and modern day sensibilities. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay. But also see if 
Eddie or Eddie Murphy's humor if it was always as bad as it is now and we just never noticed because of the time he was really that it popular. came out. Yeah, I, think I mean, and like, right? I can I list Trading I, Places. That's a gr- I stand by that movie today. That's a great movie. Yeah, and so I, I want to see. I really Beverly just Hills like Cop, also really good. Yeah, really good. And I just want to see if you know if some of the humor in this is as dated or. You know, and see how much it holds up, and also see if Eddie Murphy has been the same the whole time, and we never really noticed until now. Fair enough. All right, all right, all right. Let's let the uh, Eddie Murphy experiment commence. No, like we're not going to watch more Eddie movie Eddie Murphy movies after this. Like unless it's why not maybe next, Beverly next Hills Cop, Pluto Nash, right? Meet Dave Uh-oh. Norbit. Uh-oh. Let's go Pluto watch the Nash. movie. <laughs> Why? Why can't I find my own wife? We've gone to a great deal of trouble to select for you a very fine wife. I want a woman that's going to arouse my intellect as well as my loins. Where will you find such a woman? In America. We just got back from seeing Coming to America. Uh, thanks again to which, was, which kind uh, listener suggested this again? Geronte Garrett Geronte. recommended it to us uh, on Twitter. Geronte, thanks for yes. the recommendation. Yes, thank you, Geronte. I, I feel like it's fair to say that we all had a pretty fun time watching this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, a, it was a good movie. It was really good. Like I was actually really pleased with the. Uh, I overall. mean, there are some definitely like dated things about the movie. Sure, but there's at no. least one one character that I think like Jar Jar Binks the movie a little bit and brings it down during those scenes. For me, that not for you guys. Who? I mean, the the preacher. I okay. thought those jokes oh, yeah. were so flat, I and I was really like, like I don't I like this. No, he didn't like. He, if he was constantly throughout the movie, that's one thing. Like that would be Jar Jar Binksing it. But he was in like two scenes, and that was it. And it's fair. I didn't really care for him, and I didn't really care for the barbershop guys. But I mean, they, I like they the were not. Guys. They weren't present enough in the movie for me to really bring things down for me. Yeah, they they weren't major, you know, parts of the plot. Yeah. Or anything. They had like good things to add in to kind of like push and say this is where you should go, but they weren't really plot like major plot devices. Fair, but like that's kind of the whole movie too. Yeah. Like there's a couple of sequences where we establish something that will matter, but until we get to the last act, every moment certainly does not matter. It's there's bits and gags. Yeah, like, that, I mean, that comprise the, the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, is it, is, it is a there's... comedy. I mean, that's kind of what that's kind of the. The thing about comedies is that you're getting from one joke to the next. Right. And I'm just saying that, like, he fits in that mold the same way all the other bits do. And Mm -hmm. those bits were felt very flat for me and went on very long. I think I only have two major criticisms of the movie, Um, which I do. We want I guess we can just start going through the movies. And once we get there, we'll get there. But uh, but yeah, over overall, I enjoyed it. And. That, that's really as someone who had no expectations going into it other than I've seen some Eddie Murphy's movies that are good. I think, is it, is it golden child? Yeah, yes. that's a pretty good one. That, yeah. that was, that was an uh, earlier Eddie movie, Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy movie, movie. Blah, 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 blah. Eddie movie, an Eddie movie that an I, EMM. If there you, you will. go. It was an early EMM that I enjoyed. But then I also saw like, Dr. Doodle later and at his later movies I don't enjoy so much so I wasn't sure where this would fall on that scale and for the most part I really enjoy this movie it was it was fun I've realized now that I've caught bits and pieces of this movie on TV from time to time over the years and I was not expecting boobs in the first 20 minutes I don't uh, know about you guys that caught me off guard yeah 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 <laughs> it might be good to like because this isn't the kind of movie you want to go through every single moment but we can go through it in like chapters right mm-hmm. and this first bit the boob bit that's the the palace. That's establishing. That's the boob bit, huh? Right. Well, that's, that's establishing the life of luxury that he currently what, lives in. What part would you say is the navel, Chris? Uh, is the, there na- a, the navel's probably him arriving. Is to there a New York. is there a left ang- ankle part of the movie? Because that that's, that's the where opening credits. We, we yeah. go we go bottom to top. It's like the climax is the wait, head of the movie. Wait, the Not climax usually is usually somewhere else. Happens, but- <laughs> anyway we, i'm just we, saying like I, I was not expecting that it caught me very off guard when it, it when did. it happened really i feel like whenever you watch a movie that's made before 89 there's like 
boobs are pretty much a part of it unless it's like a kid movie. I just because there wasn't like, a PG thirteen rating and it just wait, happened this, to always end up in there. Is this PG or is this R? I think I it, might pretty, be PG. It's, it's R. It is definitely. Is it R? Oh yeah, there's you, you there's know how many times many they drop the f bombs. Uh, well, That's true. Yeah. If it's if it's anything more than one, it's definitely an R. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, it just like it doesn't feel like an R rated movie. If anything, no. other than like the f bombs and the uh, opening the, and scene. the opening scene, like you can cut those out easily, which is probably why it gets on TV a lot but you can cut those scenes out and it's you know fairly family friendly yeah it doesn't seem like an r-rated movie you know especially doesn't seem like an r-rated comedy like the ones that we're used to now right where definitely not like that that basketball scene with her uh taking care of him under his jacket would be a a lot more vulgar i think if it was done today (laughs) yeah it's i mean it's very it's you know obviously you know what's going on but it doesn't like linger on if you were the a, actual action itself it's more of a reaction shot exactly yeah. whereas if you were now a kid, as like now, you could you could get you could show a kid that and they would have no idea what's going mm-hmm. on unless they know what's going on yeah. but you know if, if you're not you know already of that mind then it's gonna play yeah but but again to to chris's plan for going through it th- this first this first chapter as you put it is showing the life of luxury that he lives in. I mean, we see he freaking has a full, like, an orchestra as his alarm <laughs> to wake is, him up in the morning. We open with one of my favorite to, bits. It's a great way to start the movie. Yeah. It is, like, just amazing. Like, this guy just, like, walks in, you know, like, okay, what is he doing? Like, it's such is a long up? setup. Yeah, it is such a long setup. And it's like, oh, let me to put the stereo on, get the stereo right. And then we see, like, an, an actual orchestra walk in. And just like, okay, well, what's going on? And then we, the payoff is we see Eddie Murphy literally sleeping in a pristine, sleeping in a pristine bed. Yeah, like, like someone it, it, like made nobody, the bed like, around him. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it's, it's in, a wide shot, so we see the context that everything that's being set up is happening in the same room where there is a sleeping man who is our main character, meaning they're just going to wake him up. And it's like the most like like pleasant like beautiful song. It's like we so we want serene. your we want your waking up to be like like you're floating on a cloud yeah. into the real I just, world. I just like that. Uh, apparently, he's not allowed to poop by himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they really go over the top in showing just how pampered he is. He he gets rose petals under his feet wherever he goes. He's not allowed to poop by himself. Not allowed to open the door by himself. Apparently, not as isn't allowed to clean himself. He has uh, personal bathers who who bathe the royal bits. Yep, which which is sort of a uh, a potty mouth like kind of joke. Like it's pr- mm-hmm. it's fairly low yeah. brow, mm-hmm. but it also kind of you know provides some foreshadowing into like what. Eddie Murphy's character is going to be in this movie. He, I don't know. He, he doesn't want to be the type of person who goes into the bathroom and is on guard all the time. He just he wants to live a normal real life. I don't know if the uh, the washing their oil bit scene provides foreshadowing that, but the but maybe the you know well, I want to poop by myself. No, the, 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 even like, later, can even I later, to, he's yeah. like, I don't want these things. I mean, bathing is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but you know it's it. it it's weird because it's it's like the second joke and it's not played very heavily, but we're already establishing a character. And I think that for comedy where you can think, sort of glide past that because it's funny, it's kind of nice to see that. I think what sets that up really well is how he is sitting at the dinner table and he just seems so annoyed with the entire process. But he, he can't like the thing that I like about Eddie Murphy's character in this is that he despite all this pampering, is not a spoiled brat. Right. That's, I think, what helps this movie work so well, where I think the obvious direction to take, because you kind of want your main character to have an arc most of the time, is to have him, would be to have him be a spoiled brat and think, oh, I'll just go to New York and live it there and see how horrible it is and just be a horrible person while he's there because he's so spoiled. But because the they go... to say, you're a spoiled brat, I'm going to send you to right, New York. Right, that would also, that could also work. But I like that they make him such a... A, Likeable just character. a nice guy. Like at every turn, he is the happiest person in the room. Well, He's I, a pretty static character, but it works for the circumstance of the movie, right? Well, and, and he's also like he's pampered and he's not very worldly wise, but he's not unintelligent. He's very well read. He's physically fit. Like he he's genuinely like a good guy, and he takes most things in stride as he's trying to grow accustomed. You know, it's a fish out of water story, but not an awkward one. Yeah, definitely. Any any awkwardness comes from other people not really realizing who they are talking to. 
by yeah. people that are yelling at him and that kind of thing. I don't know that scene where he's mopping the fl- the first mopping the floors in the McDonald's. Oh, that's that's funny. That is that's charming. Awkward. <laughs> it though. Is, yeah, it's like, no, it is. It is. But <laughs> to to get along the lines of like where sort of like it would have been easier for this movie to go. I was a little worried that we were going to get to New York and all of the conflict you know in big air quotes conflict was going to be that like they were going to get mugged lose all their money realize that's really hard and just not know how to adapt and that never really became a problem in the movie no like he actually embraced like i want to be poor so (laughs) when their stuff got stolen it was one bit and never brought up again and that was really refreshing he's constantly literally just throwing his money out like getting it away from him as quickly as possible he doesn't he doesn't want it he wants he and it's not like he's like just like getting rid of his money he's actually you know being generous and giving it to like those around him and like we do see like their luggage gets stolen he's like you know his buddy's like oh thief 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 you stole our stuff and he's just like it doesn't matter yeah yeah, it doesn't matter like well we can replace (laughs) that like why does he have a gold hair dryer that's just absurd to me <laughs> and like why several gold-plated some... t- toothbrushes like that's, i don't know that's just like why that's... would somebody have a gold-plated toilet he nicked it out of donald trump's bathroom <laughs> yeah exactly it's just so absurd so, almost as absurd as the king's uh crown i think oh my goodness oh, oh we for part one of the two that. major complaints i have about this movie <laughs> are you this, serious this is one oh, this is legitimately one of the two major complaints i have about this movie because and, and i the reason this one of my major complaints is because the costume design throughout the rest of the movie is fantastic and all the production design all around. It's great. Like, it all looks great, except for one thing. No, two His things. His crown. His crown looks like my, like, six-year-old cousin <laughs> went to Hobby Lobby to the glitter aisle and, like, got as many fake plastic gemstones and baubles and beads and just glued them onto, like, a paper circle. Kind it of. it is, looks like, this worse is so than, bad. This it is, looks worse than a crown you would find at Dollar General during Halloween. They could have got a better crown at Burger King. The thing of it is is that the rest of the movie does not look cheap. Like, nothing about this no. palace stuff that goes on here looks cheap. It's just these crowns that just look terrible. Which just is so James Earl Jones' crown. Which the is rest so, are mostly fine. Yeah. Which is so nitpicky because it has well, nothing to do with the plot. It has no relevance <laughs> other than, wow, that immediately stands out to all four of us watching this movie. Like, I don't think, I think we were all just talking about it solid for a certain point. And the whole scenes, I don't think I know what happened. <laughs> I'm going to feel so bad when some African country actually lent them their crown to use in the movie. <laughs> the royal jewels <laughs> apparently look like jelly beans glued to a piece of paper. <laughs> Some of the things do legit look like pieces of like stuff you would find at the beach and like just pull out of like a, a the grab bag. Of seashells. Yeah, exactly. They literally looked like like rhinestones in the crown. Mm. Like they just do not look real. It was someone so bedazzled his crown for him. Yes, like it's that bad. Which well, again, it's 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 super nitpicky. It has no relevance to the to the movie itself. Other than wow, that stands out as just <laughs> looking really crappy compared to the rest of the movie. For those that haven't seen it, after the whole pampered bit, uh, Eddie Murphy. I do want to say I feel bad for his like uh, betrothed. I guess in 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 that first. I scene. would, except that they they really drive home. Man, she's just kind of an idiot. Well, it's not necessarily that she's an idiot. This is just what she has been told to do. Like she has been Her literally, life, literally literally trained. To I do get this. that, but then but then later he later he goes to the whole like, look, you're my betrothed. You, you know. This is a marriage that's been set up. We we're in private. Drop the act. What are your opinions? No, no, she, he says, "Don't listen. Like disobey the things that I tell you to do." And, and she just, literally said, "No." no. It's <laughs> a great joke. That, that's <laughs> one of the wittiest like written jokes in the movie. I think because the wordplay there is so good. Because <laughs> it's like, wait, are you actually listening to the thing I just said? <laughs> right. Or, exactly. Yeah. Because it, it's just, just, like I'm just saying, I feel bad for the girl. Like it just a, a, a bit. Yes. But is, but I think they do a good job of showing that he's trying to give her the opportunity. Oh yeah! To... Again, he is just the best character possible. Like he does not want right. a woman that's just gonna, you know. But she doesn't take advantage. But she doesn't. She doesn't accept that offer. Like yeah, she, he's offering. Hey, just be yourself. I want to get to know you, and she refuses. Right. And for that, and because she does that, 
I don't feel as bad for her as I might have. Honestly, that makes it worse to me because, like, maybe she was told, like, hey, guess what? If you don't do literally anything that he's telling you to, we'll just execute you. I don't know. I mean, I don't get that vibe. I don't get that. I don't get that vibe either. I'm just saying, like, there there may be consequences for her to do that, and maybe she's like, maybe he's testing me. Maybe I don't do that, and or I do that, and he just loses his crap on me. Sure, you. I guess you can read into it that way. I just think like. They they could take it the way where she says, okay, you know, sure, you're giving me the chance to be myself here. Let me be myself. And wow, they sure don't click. And he's like, I think like, I would have liked that a lot better. And he's honestly. like, ah, well, it's nice to meet you. I'm heading to New York to find someone that I get along with, kind of thing. Yeah, I think right? I honestly would like that a lot better. It would it would have made her more of a character, and I would have appreciated that. Instead I'm, of I'm her glad hopping out it. of the room on one leg, pretending to be so a monkey. I was so sure that she her. Her like thirty foot train <laughs> was gonna ripped. catch on that yeah. door, and she was gonna we were gonna like as soon as she was off screen, we would hear the like flop wow. of her hitting uh, yeah. the ground, and then her still being like arp arp. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie that Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy meets his his betrothed to be, um, and when she can't prove to have any sort of personality for herself because she's been trained to just be the obedient wife the entire her entire life, uh, he says, you know what? Nice to meet you. Good luck to you. I'm headed to New York. I'm going to find myself <laughs> his, a wife. His dad is convinced that what he wants is just to have a lot of sex. And yeah. Because like, it sounds like from the way James Earl Jones talks about it, like that's what he did, apparently. <laughs> or he's currently he, doing. Like, yeah. yeah, that he's like, I should have done this before I was betrothed, even though I do have sex with my, my bathers. bathers. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's uh, just it's an awkward situation. Yes. But it it does kind of, again, drive home that he isn't being listened to at all in his own home. So, I mean, I, I kind of yeah. get that as well. Um, so he takes, he he and his manservant, uh, Simi, Simi uh, head off to New York. All sorts of hilarity ensues when they first get there. I personally found it really entertaining watching just the uh, the kind of inherent New York "Hey, f you" kind of thing. Yeah, like, oh, that was at every that angle. Was Favorite jokes. I don't. I didn't care how often it was repeated. Just neighbors screaming at Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Well, Favorite the, part in the neighborhood that he decides to go to to find his bride. <laughs> Where are we going, going to, find to find a woman fit for a king? Queen. <laughs> Magnifying glass on queens. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da. Like, that was, like, it was really easily seen that that's where it was going. But I, I still, like, I enjoy that. That's yeah. a very cute thing to do. But I, and So he, we see him show up to, to queens with all of his, like, you know, 15, as you predicted. Right. <laughs> oversized he, luggage. He, he, he you know, kind of, that stuff gets stolen. He ends up in a, a crappy uh, he apartment. intentionally ends up yeah. in a crappy. Like, exactly. He's, like he's, he's made it clear. Worst. He wants to be poor so that he can find a woman who will love him for who he is and not his money. Right. Like and that. That is the reason he's going about being poor. He starts, you know, going to. He go, apparently goes to a bunch of bars, and we get to see one of those. And I don't know how this happens. Where they're, it's like they're interviewing different women because the way that the the scene is blocked. But I do like the the series of different women that that come through there and yeah. Arsenio Hall at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys pointed it out to me because I was yes. like, "That's that's a guy, right?" And yeah, <laughs> well, nope, no, Arsenio Hall, right there. Because I know both sides of the table. <laughs> we we <laughs> trying get... to get with himself. <laughs> I like we get scenes like that so like in comedies now that it it's can be very much like okay, we get it, let's move on. But like this, like I I enjoyed it. Like it was, it still seemed like if not a fresh new idea, which it might've been at the time, but it still felt uh, intriguing and interesting to actually I watch. Think, I think it's uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall's reactions that really True. make that whole scene work. And it's, it's that they're, n they're trying so hard to be nice about, to all of these people that are kind of just mostly either extremely strange or just kind of, mean people or bad people in some ways right like, yes or at least just that's the thing that's the way that you're intended to take it I, I what again i think what just sells most of this movie is how nice eddie murphy's character is at every single turn there's no one in this movie that he's mean to they're like even he's the a very likable character yeah exactly very it's very easy to root for him when it could have been really hard because super rich pampered kid already in. not the easiest person to root for right if he was any sort of a-hole like the story be, is done. Yeah. Right, right. We wouldn't be on his him. side. Yeah. Right. We'd want him to get his comeuppance so he could learn his place instead of 
wanting him to succeed in, in right. his goal. And really, Simi is that for us. Like, uh, Arsenio Hall's bit, yeah. character, like, he's very arrogant, and he wants to use the money and flash his money. And, like, we kind of, we get that vibe from him, but to have uh, Eddie Murphy being there to um, zero him out. I actually think that they both, good. they balance each other out really well, because Arsenio Hall has a lot of our reactions to a lot of the situation, I think. He he balks at a lot of stuff and, and, and that kind of thing, and I think that helps ground Eddie Murphy's uh, character as far as how, just how over-the-top nice he is. Mm-hmm. He's I think an audience surrogate. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Like, And I think that that helps sell the, the weirdness of the situation going on. It, it gives us something to say, like, okay, yeah, this is as weird as it kind of seems like it should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they end up getting a job at McDowell's, the <laughs> yeah. McDonald's ripoff. Oh, that was funny. I love the scene I, I late in the movie where he is looking through the McDonald's handbook, actual McDonald's. It's got McDonald's written on it, and he like as soon as someone walks in the room, he like hides it, like he's <laughs> ashamed to be looking at it. Well, and just like as we're introduced to like the actual restaurant McDowell's, because we see them very quickly early on, like you know the golden arch is like, oh, I guess this is like. I guess These McDonald's, guys, is, McDonald's is sponsoring this weird church event. Okay. Yeah, and then, and, but we get to, we actually are introduced to what is McDowell's, and there is a guy outside taking pictures of the building, <laughs> and we know that like Presumably the running for a lawsuit. Yeah, and the running bit is for McDowell's is that he is actually going is like in the middle of litigation of some kind or a cease and desist with the actual McDonald's throughout the entire movie. What what I liked about that is when I saw the building and I'd heard about it because apparently the McDowell's building was up for a while. Uh, my first assumption was, oh, this is the fake name they gave to this obviously supposed to be a McDonald's. And that's already funny. But they obviously had something worked out because they are name dropping McDonald's and using their image and likeness in the exact same time in the exact same movie, mm-hmm. which is yeah. the whole reason that you would have named it McDowell's to begin <laughs> with. Yeah, and which, like, which really surprised me, and I found that very comical. Well, and it's like the fact that like he knows that it's like pretty much the exact same, but he's like trying to explain it to them as he's walking through. He's like, oh yeah, you know, it's McDonald's. You know, I've heard, I'm sure you've heard of McDonald's, but this is McDowell. Your yeah. baseline goes. Mine goes. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, they have the golden arches. We have the golden arcs. Yeah, exactly. And we have the big Mick. Mick. And yeah. it's like, really? You're literally changing like one small like, and mm-hmm. it's just it's yeah. supposed to be ridiculous. Exactly. And it does play off that well, and it play like it's a funny joke every single time they kind of bring it back to me. It does, for me at least, though, play into one thing that I feel like is could have been a little better uh, to me. I would have liked it better. Eddie Murphy's, uh, what's the name of the girl Akeem? that he's? Oh, no. The girl that he's trying to get with, that Akeem is trying to get with. Well, while you're looking we that up. Because we should figure that yeah, out. Yeah, while you're looking that up, this, going ahead and talking about McDowell's and everything else, this kind of comes to the second chapter, which is... Uh, He's him pursuing well no, him, no, him not just finding that, but his... him him learning what it's like to be in america and also the introduction to our main cast of characters and, so, and side characters and so love we get, interest right we get the love interest and her dad we get the rival we get the barbershop crew <laughs> sexual chocolate that was funny <laughs> that was funny i liked that uh, that was the best part of the chapter. it was it may have been painful but it was it was still a little funny <laughs> sexual chocolate I think it's uh, Van- is it Vanessa? Is that her name? That yeah. sounds that right. Because right? yeah. yeah. that looks like her, and I'm pretty sure that's her. It's a you know a newer picture, so it's you know sometimes makes hard to tell. Sense. But makes uh, sense. anyway, the one thing that I wish that they had done with that character was it feels to me like she is in a sort of similar situation to Eddie Murphy in that her parents are for America and her situation pretty rich. Um, at least comparatively to the people around them. Right, and yeah. I, I don't think that they played into that as much as they could have. I think they could have made her a little more... Um, either A, they could have you know played into that and made her a little more comparative to Eddie Murphy and had her go on a... On, you know, make a similar decision, which she kind of does. She does kind of reject the fact that she is given kind of given to this weird Jerry Curl slick you know dude daryl yeah daryl is it really daryl yeah it's daryl <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's you know kind of given to this daryl dude and you know my other brother daryl <laughs> <laughs> i just i feel like it would have been stronger to me 
as a movie if she had been more on the poorest end of the scale, like, and, you know, more opposite of Eddie Murphy instead of kind of in a very similar situation in a different country. Well, I, I don't know, because I th- one of the points that she brings up at, towards the end of the movie is, oh, we're just so different, it would never work. But I like that for the area that they're in, they're a pretty affluent family because that shows that they aren't really that different. Now, the scale to how rich they are is vastly different, right? But she's still someone who has a lot of wealth, but when when considering a romantic interest, wealth isn't what she cares about. She, you know, she's trying to be smart. She's trying to be, you know, intellectually minded and cares about her community. Like, it, it does a good job of setting her up to be very similar to Eddie Murphy's character, which I think is important as that's his entire quest in coming to America. I think I think that it is actually really nice in the fact that they actually are so similar. And one of the things that Eddie Murphy had an issue with with his uh, with his first wife is that he couldn't like relate to her on any way. You know, he wanted to talk to her. He wanted to hear about her interests and her passions, but it was just always about him. And, and see, because think- they have the same sort of like background situation they actually already relate to each other on in a lot of ways even before they started getting to know each other and i think that that's part of what formed their bond and what had them click so well i actually think it works really well that's the that's the issue right there for me is that she is she he is looking for something different than what he already knows and she is basically his living his same life in a similar vein. I think it would have been more interesting to see him interact with someone who was actually different to him, where, you know, if she was actually poor, if she actually had to deal with the the hardships that he was kind of faking going through. You know what I mean? I I mean, but... She kind of does. She has to wipe her own butt as opposed to him. Yeah, she, <laughs> she doesn't get to wake up to a full orchestra. Like she, she like, helps manage a McDowell's. Like that. That's that's not even the only close, McDowell's. That's I not know. even close to no. the same playing field. I'm not She's saying it is. Definitely a lower class. But I'm saying Whoa. that in terms of character, they are very very similar and he is looking for something different and if he's going to look for something different i would prefer it not just be okay a difference in scale of wealth i I I think think that the difference i think that's what he was looking for though partially well he was looking for something real and she is something real and i think she's focused on something real despite being in a similar in a similar i guess rank and that's what makes it still culture. it still does work for me. I think that I just think it could be more interesting if mm. it was more contrast between the two. Well, and I think we see we see her character decide not to marry for wealth. Like yes, her family may be affluent compared to uh the neighborhood that she lives in or the, you know, city that she lives in, but Daryl is by far like he is far more wealthy than than her family or his family is far more wealthy than hers and so we see her reject that and and we see also like that's another kind of the idea of what we would expect akeem to be is very bratty and just like this is all beneath me we see that in daryl and kind of see you know them both kind of break away from that mold of marrying for money and then also well that's that's the thing is that daryl is very similar to what we would expect Eddie Murphy to be like Mm -hmm. which it's weird this is a thing that happens in a lot of movies where a romance is the focus of the movie and one of the characters is in a relationship at the beginning the person that they're with is always just the The worst. worst human being on the planet and it always feels really weird to me because you know why is that person with them to begin with in this situation it's you know at least presumably because she's kind of expected to get with someone rich or her dad is trying to get her with someone rich but up until she's really starting to get to know Eddie Murphy, she doesn't seem like that bothered by any of Daryl's ridiculousness. Well, and Daryl doesn't seem like he's the worst person on the planet either. He just seems like he's kind of the asshole that goes with being rich, right? Like, like he's not mean other than just kind of a disregard for... I know he's I directly think... mean to Eddie Murphy a couple times. He's for definitely, no reason. He's a huge ass to Eddie Murphy, but he's not an ass... To um to our female main character, I can't remember her name. But she doesn't watch him be an ass to Eddie Murphy, and she doesn't like take any note of that. That doesn't seem to. Or she she apologizes for him. Sure, she apologizes for it, but she doesn't seem to take like in the moment. She doesn't seem to take any notice of that, or at least say something to him about it. Exactly, and it just it that kind of thing always throws me off in these these types of movies. Is it Veronica? 
Vanessa. Vanessa. I'm I'm glad that he wasn't <laughs> actually a jerk to Vanessa because then at that point it, it gets into contrived territory and feels like oh of course he's that way. That would go too far. Ha- yeah. However, I, I agree that he does kind of fit that mold still like a little too cleanly for it not to feel predictable. I mean, you know, like we know what his fate is going to be once not, he shows up. It's not that it. You know, he's he's a jerk because we can't feel bad for him when Eddie Murphy and his fiance are cheating like together with on him. Basically, you know what I mean? Like that's that's the only reason that he's a jerk. And and are are they really? Are they really? Because but by the point that they start going out together, like he's faked an engagement to her. So basically, I'm not saying that he has boy came and and told her dad that they were engaged without actually asking Vanessa. They announced it. Vanessa got pissed. Like, at, I'm that's not saying the point that where I kind of accept that she's done with him. Again, sh- but she does not make that decision. We don't see her go to him and say, we're through based on these things that you have done. She, for all intents and purposes, as far as we can tell, is still going out with the guy while she's dating Eddie Murphy, essentially. Like, that is a slow process of... She's kind of like going to Eddie Murphy just to talk to him. Uh, and then they're going out to have dinner together. But it's just his friends. And then, well, okay, I, I'm really into you because everyone seems to like you. We're dancing now. Okay, I guess we're, we're doing this. I, I think it I was intentional, that actually, that she was kind of cheating on him. But, like, also. In what way? Like, what do you mean? In, the fact that they slow dance later and she's like, well, what should we do about Daryl? And Eddie Murphy's like, I don't care about Daryl. Well, it was, I mean, no, it was even better because he's they like, were already, they weren't already broken the up. The line you know is I mean? even better because he asks her or she asks him specifically, what about Patrice? You know, because they went all the double date together. He's like, oh, I don't really care much for Patrice. And then, then she follows what it up with Daryl. He's like, I don't, don't care much for Daryl. And if they reverse that, I think it would work for me. Like if that would to me signal that she is pulling out of that relationship like if if he, if he said asked it to, that her? to her yeah if she said if he, she says what about patrice he says i don't care about patrice and he goes what about daryl and she says i don't care about daryl that would work for me but because she's like looking to him for permission about this whole thing i guess it just this whole situation feels wonky to me and again i don't like this trope of the chick that the main guy is going to date by the end of the movie is in a relationship so let's make her her significant other just a crap head i don't think she's asking permission from him i think she just wants to know like where he stands do you have a problem with the fact that i'm currently cheating on my fiance also it (laughs) was not 80s things were a lot looser in the 80s i'm just saying like this (laughs) this whole situation plays out in a weird way to me and it's awkward i can understand that because i was thinking the same thing i was like wait when is the breakup scene exactly and it never comes and it never comes but i don't think we kind of we like don't. We don't. Scenes we don't really get the. That might be the case, actually. Like I could, I could see the way that this movie gets put together. Maybe they're ad living scenes, and they put the best stuff in the movie. Um, but I feel like kind of right after that whole blowout between the two of them, uh, when they're going, like I guess in the laundry room, right before she sits down outside at the swing set with Akeem, like that's. It's not really a breakup scene, but that's definitely a like you've overstepped. We're your on bounds. the rocks and soft break at least you know yeah. what I, mean? I mean if she had said that on board totally she doesn't she does not do anything in that state scene to, to s- either even say like i'm not going to marry you that's not even in that scene well she she goes and she's like hey she's really mad about it yeah but maybe she's just like maybe they have in previous times talked about this and he just hasn't actually got down on one knee and given her the the ring there there's too much context here that could be different from what the movie is showing me that's but, that's my but issue. also to, from her perspective and his honestly he previously he did not propose to her he proposed to her dad and <laughs> in a context where you are dating somebody if you screw up so bad that they leave the room, slam the door on you, and then do not talk to you for a long time, as far as I'm concerned, this is several days. I mean, she we, will not oh, yeah. speak with we them. Don't, we don't it's know over. that. Yeah, we, we do. don't know that. We, we find that out later when uh, when he's at the door with the yeah, flowers and that's stuff. way later in the movie after she's been dating Eddie Murphy on the side for an hour. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can understand because we aren't given that breakups like the actual That's breakup scene about, yeah. where it says i'm through and that would do like you said a lot to remedy some of the like oh is she actually cheating on him or what's going right like, but she, yeah she but, also doesn't 
owe that to this guy anymore. This guy went behind her back and proposed to her dad. Yeah, like, no, it doesn't, I don't. Okay, I don't. I don't, I don't just okay. to be clear, she propo- he proposed to her to her dad. Correct. He's not like asking her dad I'm gonna to keep marry saying him. it the way and I'm honestly, saying. Like, <laughs> funny. Honestly, like he may have had like, okay, I'm gonna go make sure this is cool with the dad, and then later I will go tell the the her about this. And maybe the dad, who is a total jerk throughout the entire movie, like he is uh, a, a no, there he's is a awful. Turn. No, he 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 changes by the end, and it was I, I thought it was really great actually. I mean, he no. does stand up for his daughter when someone is directly insulting her, but that's not like a change to me. That's just the same guy to well, me. No, 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 he, it's objectively no, a change. He, he goes from someone who only cares about the money to tearing up a 2 million dollar check. That's fair. I'm not saying that like the money isn't a isn't a shift, but this still feels very like, oh, you're insulting my daughter. That means you're insulting me type of thing to me. That's the way the way that comes across to me. He he doesn't feel like he changes that much. And in the end of the movie, he still gets all the money, so, you know, whatever. But anyway, we've talked about it long enough. It's it's not as big of a deal as the discussion the has is... made it <laughs> to seem like, but that's how our podcast goes, so. Yeah. We we argue about the smallest things in movies. I will say that I do. If you like... drink beer, do you get wet, Josh? This is my question. Wait, 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 wait. If you drink beer, are you wet? What Gremlins? This is from Gremlins. We I mean, we if all talk bad about at this. drinking beer, maybe. <laughs> so if you drink a beer and it goes down your throat, you're not wet. No. No. Okay, so there's no plot holes in The inside of my mouth is always wet. (laughs) Getting it more wet doesn't mean I'm wet. But if if dropping water or anything liquid onto onto you would cause you to multiply tremendously, would drinking then... Liquid on the outside of me is wet. Liquid on the inside of me is not. All right. Anyway. There are no plot (laughs) holes in I really do like the chemistry (laughs) that... uh, Akeem and Vanessa have together. Yes. I think that they oh, are great. really fun to watch be together. And again, that goes back to how nice these characters are. And I, I genuinely do want these two to get together. Like, I, I don't want that to, uh, I don't want my qualms about the specifics of the situation <laughs> to, to get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. I do like these two actors and the way that they are playing off of each other. That's really fun to watch. And I really enjoy, like, how at the very beginning of the movie, when he's, like, trying to introduce himself, it's very, very awkward. And she's like, Okay, nice to meet you. Like just some random like a coworker that was just hired wants to come up and have a conversation with you. <laughs> that that whole really thing is, is that, so awkward. Yeah, it is so awkward, but she's like she's at least being nice, but it's like, okay, let's move along. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Like not necessarily like pushing him away because like he's beneath her, but just like I have work to this do. This is awkward and Leave you are alone. you keep saying hello <laughs> and I don't know what to do to this. Yeah, and so like it's it's really interesting to kind of see that um, how that you know it's very awkward for them but they kind of really do end up having some chemistry grow throughout the movie absolutely yeah and especially very quickly I mean honestly yeah. that scene that they, he mentioned where they're sitting in the, the swings together like mm-hmm. I think that's where it really really starts yeah it really kicks off at that point and um, we do like they he does end up going on a double date with Vanessa and Daryl with her sister Patrice um, had its own things. But I, I really <laughs> had its own. Thing. It does. It does. I don't want to mention that s- specific part anymore. But you mean the hand job scene? Yes, exactly. <laughs> when when she jerked him off. Yeah, the sister. Yeah, right. That's the scene in his jacket when he creamed his, his pants in public. Yes. That's oh, the scene you don't want to jacket. talk more about. Creamed his jacket in. Well, public. probably both. Yeah, probably. It's probably messy. Right. That's the scene you don't want to talk about. What, what what about it? Don't you want to talk about? Can you go into well, detail the, the, about the that? The part of the scene that I do want to talk about is the awkward, <laughs> is the awkward, is the awkward hand job. Yeah, the uh, awkward. Yes, no, the awkward exchange with the uh, with the citizen from Zamunda. Like the the fact. Oh, that, like, that was good. Constantly yeah. throughout the movie, he's trying to hide who he is, and it just like ran like in the most random of ways pops back up. Like this guy that you would never like. Who has ever? I obviously, I think it's a fake country. Yeah. Um, like who would ever like think of like, you know, just an immigrant from you know a small country? Yeah, immigrants but, but feels, never in New York. There's none of them there. No, but 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 it, but it feels like it doesn't feel out of place in the movie. That no, this not is at all. He gets recognized. Yeah. It's like oh, like that makes sense. Every melting pot. Absolutely. But it still catches us off guard. Yes, too. and that's why we watched like. 15 Michael Bay movies. And in almost every Michael Bay movie, there was the same gag where we run into 
two dudes and a third party stumbles in and presumes it must be a sexual situation. And that is supposed to be funny. <laughs> this time it was actually pretty funny. I mean, it's just it's actual wordplay in, that is leading that to leading you to that conclusion rather than they're actually like all up on each other in a bathroom stall. It was genuinely surprising. Like yeah. like when it happened, I was like, oh, that is what he'd say because he, you know, doesn't know all of the, the social cues of America, I Which, guess. This but is it a was question funny. for me. Like, they speak only English in Zamunda. Why does he have issues with idioms and speaking English in America? The <laughs> idioms are different. Okay? The same, there's, a, there's some slang. Don't count your elephants till they're hatched. They they have different turns of phrase. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I, I'm idioms just saying, are like, always the most difficult. Um, and trying to they learn. play it like he's he's coming to America and ha- knowing an entirely different language, but he they only speak English in Zamunda, so it, it throws I, me I off. I mean, <laughs> some of, some of his questions about like, oh, what does this word mean? Like when the when the when the uh, cabbie calls him a dumb f as soon as he arrives. Exactly. In, in the, at that the doesn't airport. make any sense. <laughs> that that one, but I think like turns of phrase and stuff like that. That is understandable because I mean every every culture has their own. Even like, if they speak English, even in Britain. Right in the United Kingdom, there's little things that are spoken in English that I don't know Guys, what they are. It's not like he said some weird turn of phrase, and that's what led them to believe that maybe they were doing stuff in the bathroom. He said, "This is a man that I met and made friends with in the bathroom." True. Like, <laughs> but he might not. But know he's the also rich and pampered. He's, he's socially. He does gay people in Zamunda. Look, apparently. look, his entire <laughs> life, he's had people in the bathroom with him. Okay, it's not weird for him. <laughs> It's true. There's literally it clearly, a wiper. It clearly is because he doesn't want that to be the situation. Well, no, he just wants to do something himself. It's not necessarily <laughs> that the situation is awkward for him. It's just like, it's like whenever you go to a fancy restaurant and there's a bathroom attendant, it always feels weird. Like when you're de- there. Not for uh, me. It's only weird if they wipe you. Yeah, well, exactly. But it's still <laughs> exactly. also very... Exactly. Yeah, it's it's very weird. yeah, I hate it when they do that. It is. It's really weird, and I don't like Will it. Will you stop that? I'm not done yet. <laughs> You're getting it everywhere. <laughs> but but I think I think it's fair to assume that, like, this is something... This joke, because what's the joke? They're like, they come up on... Who was the, that? And this two, guy's like, thank you. I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this moment. This is yeah. the best moment of my life. They're like, what just happened? He's like, oh, that's the man I met in the bathroom or something like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a funny joke. It is a funny joke. I, and and I still feel like that's something like it still felt like a genuine response from him, not something forced for like sexual innuendo. Oh, yeah. That that part fits. And I it's the only the part that he doesn't seem to get what he said that throws me. <laughs> like, if I he, think he doesn't understand the context of what he said. Exactly. Like how and that's funny. again, because he is a apparently a native a English speaker or a native English speaker. It seems weird to me that he doesn't get that. Anyway, let's move forward. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the movie is kind of just them getting together until the parents show up and that kind of messes things up. The climax is great, though. Like, I love the way that all these forces are, like, coming together and, like, the the, the dad is there. They're all happening to be in the wrong place and everything's stacking up at this house. It kind of reminded me of, like, a play. Like, a Shakespeare play. I could see that, yeah. And even what kind of kicks it off is that uh, Simi decides, like, oh, I'm going to update the house, like, update our apartment and kind of ruins... Uh, the his date with his he Vanessa. assumes the role of the prince, which yeah, also yeah. comes up in the climax. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, like uh, obviously, Patrice shows up, and it's it gives us a very good, easy way to just be like, okay, we don't have to worry about Patrice as an audience anymore, right? As far as I, that, I, I, I sort of agree with you, Chris. I think that this climax is a setup for a great climax, but the way that the actual climax itself is handled, I don't like at all. You mean like I the subway? I, I like that she leaves in the subway. I hate that it just goes, okay, skip to that, their, the and, wedding. And that's and... what I was saying. That's that's what I mean, because there's nothing wrong with the scenes that we get. It's just, okay, where's where's the next missing 10 minutes? Exactly. Like, it feels like there is, there's... There's no resolution. Yeah. You don't get why she decides, you know what, screw it, I am there's in love not, with there's not I, even, there's, nothing... there's not even a, the queen sees her running by and, like, rolls down the window and talks her into it or that something. That would be great. I would have loved that. That would yeah. have been a really cool thing to Because the queen's, the queen's been on, on, on uh, her Their son's side. side this entire time. Like, he wants to pursue someone out of love instead of wealth. Like, absolutely, we should encourage that. Screw tradition. He and despite, should be able to do this. And the dad is, you know, presumably the one that is setting up the situation where uh, the son's wife is going to be this, you know, 
always says yes, you know, doesn't, you know, ever talk back to him, anything like that. But that's not the relationship that he has with the queen. Right. Like, they clearly have at least some give and take going on in there. And that could and be that an interesting. And that could just be just because they've had years of marriage. It could be. But, so, you know, that's but... clearly not the situation that he's in. So it could be interesting to see her talk to uh, Vanessa. And we could get a little more of that and see mm-hmm. what exactly is going on. But there. we don't get any of that. It's just. Ba- basically, the king. Once, uh, what, what's what's the sidekick's name? Arsenio Hall? S- Sim- Semi? 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 Yeah. Once Semi runs out of money, because Eddie Murphy has taken the rest of it so that he can t- continue to pretend to be poor, uh, <laughs> Semi like, telegraphs the king and says, hey, we're out of money, send help, and also a million bucks. <laughs> uh, and then and this prompts the king and the queen and the royal entourage to show up in New York. Which is great. I love all of this. And Absolutely. it's really fun to watch the king interact with everyone, especially it's the... It's fun watching him find out all the things that Akeem's been up to. <laughs> like, I love when he just grabs Simi and, like, shoves him up against the wall and is like, I'm going to punish you by giving you all the things that you want. Your attention <laughs> in the lap of luxury. Get over there. It's so good. Yeah. I like all that. I really like the interactions between him and uh, Vanessa's dad. That That is an interesting interplay of two very flawed characters. Well, I, and, and, like, one of the lines I, like, I love most, and, like, we glossed over the entire scene, is, like, whenever... Eddie Murphy is basically going to be the valet or, you know, for that party yeah. that they, that Vanessa and Daryl end up breaking up at. He's like, right before the party, giving him the whole rigmarole is like, oh yeah, in 20, 30 years, you know, you could be living. And if you're successful, you <laughs> oh, could be was, living. You got to have a Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, uh, that yeah, would be, this that like, would be quite that a was thing. Some good dramatic <laughs> yeah, irony. Yeah, exactly, right because he's like, it would be a very, very interesting situation for him to have to then go back down. Like, yeah, and it, it's just really funny as an audience seeing that, and it's, it's actually yeah. I think, a well played joke. But, but yeah, but we but, see, but 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 again, the rest of this ending is fine, and you know, eventually the dad or the king catches up with Vanessa's dad. He's he expresses his displeasure and tries to buy the dad off. This is where we get the dad having his little change of heart where he turns down the two million bucks. And eventually Eddie Murphy goes chasing after Vanessa. Uh, they they run into the subway and she forgives him. Well, but, well no, she kind of forgives him, but she's still like, I, right. I'm not going to be with she you. She forgives him, but then still ends it with, we're two different, I can't marry you. Because he, do he proposes say, to her. That scene is really good. I yeah. really like that, that and, whole scene. And up to this point, that's what I consider the climax of the movie. Because once tension goes away, I don't really consider it the climax anymore. And but, but at the this tension, point, tension. She, the tension, she has turned him down. She's gone. Yeah. Like the, the the relationship is, as far as I can tell, over. And he goes all the way back to his country knowing that this is not going to happen. And I actually agree with you guys. There is absolutely a scene missing here that would have made it way better. But, but I, 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 I just think of this as the rest of this as the conclusion. I but up so. to this point... Because this is where all the conflict is actually happening. This is the climax. And the climax here is awesome, I think. If that's the way you want to put it, then what I'll say is I think that the resolution takes a lot of the steam out of the climax for me. The resolution doesn't exist. We jump to a conclusion. Yeah. Which is my second major critique of this movie, along with the king's crown, is (laughs) this large, much more relevant to the story, uh, just scene that's missing. Because Vanessa leaves turning down Akeem's proposal and saying, we are too different, I can't be with you. Then Akeem is sad in the car, and they fly home, and then, and then the wedding, the wedding happens, happening. and surprise, it's Vanessa, and they're married and happily forever after. I was sure there's going to be a whole nother scene where he flew all the way back to New York, at least like a, like a, you know, at the end of Goodwill Hunting, where he's like, no, I have to go see about a girl, and then it's over. You at least that. You know right. what would have been great that. is if, for some reason, like you can't see his face in in the like tux as he's standing there at the end of the aisle, because they always do the thing where the bride gets there and you reveal her face, oh, and that's who it surprise. is. But it'd be great if we couldn't see who he was, and it turned out it wasn't Eddie Murphy, and then we cut to him flying back to America to go talk that, to her one more that time. That would have been perfect. I think I would have liked that a lot better. Yes, but yeah, like, it's just like so it was weird. semi getting married to somebody. Sure. Or Sure. She lifts the face. It's the little sister. Yeah. <laughs> the thirstiest little sister that oh has ever gosh. existed. And at the end of the movie, how she, like, Daryl comes in. She's like, oh. Let's get you out of these wet, wet clothes. clothes. <laughs> like, so literally thirsty. But, no, I, I enjoy uh, there not being that scene there that we were surprised that. What? 
Yeah, Did you I that? yes, because because like if we, if we're given that scene, we don't get the reveal. No, that we can it's still get her. the. We can well. You we can be surprised with the setup. Like you can be set up to be surprised. You could you could do that scene that we were talking about with the queen and Vanessa, and have the end of that conversation be ambiguous, or even like have it maybe look like maybe she's not going to go for it, and then we go to the wedding and also because we're not surprised at the wedding. Exactly. There's five minutes left in the movie. It's a feel good comedy. We know it's going to be Vanessa. Exactly. It's just we didn't. We have we have no idea how we got here. It's it's. There's no surprise for us. We can still be surprised with Eddie Murphy because Eddie Murphy can still be surprised. Vanessa can talk to the queen and Eddie Murphy have no idea about it. He can go back and get ready to marry there, there whoever was... his dad's picked out and then surprise and then he's surprised. But we, the audience, need that scene in there where almost we see I think any Vanessa other way. has some sort of turn. Almost any other way to do it, I feel like, would have been better. If and Shrek think... burst in and said, "I object," <laughs> it would have been better. And it also doesn't fit with with what we've seen of Eddie Murphy's character. Like he's not going to give up. I think on this idea of not marrying some pushover girl like i think that he's still going to want to marry someone that will you know actually have a conversation with him so it's well, really I, weird that he would just go be like okay i missed with this one girl so i guess i'm just gonna I, go I'm ahead and more get married. willing to believe that because he did agree to his dad to like 40 days and then i'll come back and marry the girl right i kind of get that yeah but I like i i can understand your feeling about wanting that scene in there but i think not having it in there, it does. Leave, I know it is a feel-good comedy. We know he she, he is going to marry Vanessa, and I like that. Just reveal that it's her that's walking down the aisle, not his betrothed. I like I like kind of that surprise. I would agree that you know maybe she he asked like, oh, what changed your mind after the wedding? Even and that, th even th that, and even her expecting him to ask that. Even yeah, and post like, how did you get here? Like. And she's not like, the best solution by any means, but, but it still gives something us something to address. Tells us gap. what happened. Like, how did she get to Zamunda? Or you know, like, because obviously I don't think she's going to be able to afford Probably a plane, plane ticket. I don't. I don't know if she could afford a plane. Her dad's ticket. got a huge house. She can afford a plane ticket. Or maybe the the how queen funded it. Think, how who, expensive who, do you think cares? tickets to Zamunda you know, like, are? Yeah. I don't know. Five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> There are, uh -huh. Right now, there are a bajillion reasons why she could have ended up there. The problem is I want to know what they are yeah. because it's just such a question mark when it, it happens. It could have literally not, just been your dad called and apologized. I'm not told swept yeah. up in the moment because my first question was, what? Not awe. You know what I mean? Like, I, I should have gotten an awe or right, a happy yeah. moment. Well, I mean, it, could have been, it could have been a freaking billboard in New York that just said, think again. And like, <laughs> huh. That oh, no. <laughs> like. I that would mistake. have been better than what we got. And what, what's strange to me is that I feel like as a comedy, like this script is pretty tight in the sense that like yeah. all the jokes land and almost everything comes back a second time. And the climax, every single moment of this movie seems to have mattered in that moment. But we're just missing like two lines in the subway that would justify her suddenly showing up. Or, or two something. lines at the end of the movie. I or two understand. lines at the end of the movie. Two and lines it's, somewhere. It's a strange like lapse of logic to just assume that the audience would roll with that, I feel. All right. I think it's time to get into final thoughts. What do you guys think? I, I, pretty good. Sounds good. I'll go first. And Benj, you want to wrap up for us since this is your pick? Sure. I can go last. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. More than I thought I would, honestly, because as a whole... I've seen more bad Eddie Murphy movies than good ones, uh, and and I so really you've enjoy seen more recent Eddie Murphy movies than old ones. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but but I really enjoyed this. I thought it was funny. For me, one of the biggest pieces going for it is that all the jokes land, and and they're really funny. Like it's just it's a funny comedy that just has a couple of flaws. My favorite part is probably just what a nice character Akeem is. Like it's just. He's so easy to root for in this. And I really like that because I've seen comedy. I've seen fish out of water comedies before, and that's not always the case. And so I really liked being able to root for him and just what a what a genuine and kind character he was. Least favorite, I probably should say the missing scene at the end, but I'll go for the funnier route and say that the king's stupid looking crown is my least favorite <laughs> part of the movie. It looks like a six-year-old's craft project that they got an F on despite being six. Like it's it's bad. <laughs> Overall, it's it's a fun movie. I'm I'm glad that Durante suggested this. I'd probably give it a a four out of five. Good movie. Four out of five what? Four out of five crappy crowns. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm shocked by that. 
Uh, I'll go Chris? next. I, I also really enjoyed this movie. I, I uh, enjoyed it a lot more than the previous one. I'll say that much. I, I think that my favorite thing about this movie was the, the climax as I defined it earlier in the movie. Everything from people are starting to show up at the dad's house to the end of the subway scene. I've actually felt a lot of tension there in a movie that before then there wasn't that much tension. There wasn't that much conflict. There was just a lot of really solid humor. And it's it surprised me that I dove in that deep at that point. I think my least favorite thing about the movie would be, oh wait, no, I gotta change mine. My favorite thing about the movie is that the Duke and Duke investors show up in this movie from Trading Places. That was awesome <laughs> and completely unexpected. I love that movie. Shared Eddie, Eddie Murphy universe. Apparently that's a thing. My least favorite thing about the movie is definitely the missing scene that's in the conclusion. It was very strange. Almost gave it to the church scene because it just felt super flat for me. But like, I think as a story, like we're sorely missing some information that happens in the conclusion. But all in all, I think it was a really, really good movie. I wouldn't put it up with the greats of comedy, but it was certainly a really good time. Yeah. Uh, I would give it three and a half bedazzled rhinestone crowns, whatever. whatever. Crappy crowns. Crappy crowns. Yeah. <laughs> I also really, really enjoyed this movie more than I expected. You know, I think that Eddie Murphy's character in this is awesome. I wish that he had done more stuff that it was as good as this, as, as charming as this. I feel like a lot of times his later comedies just play on, you know, oh, he's being silly. But what makes this work is the character work that goes into, you know, that went into to Akeem in this movie. My, my least favorite part is actually that church scene that Chris mentioned because it did feel super flat for me. Uh, I didn't find the jokes all that funny. Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy playing side characters thing just didn't really work for me uh, in most of the scenes that they were in they didn't like ruin the movie for me or anything they just weren't that funny to me so i didn't enjoy them that much but my favorite thing in the movie is probably the scene where samuel L. jackson shows up and oh god <laughs> you oh, sure forgot about, about that you we sure. didn't talk about it it was <laughs> literally going to be my favorite scene i love that there's this like gratuitous scene of eddie murphy and uh, uh, Arsenio Hall and their stunt doubles doing karate at the beginning of the movie, and and then this it the comes. Payoff. This is the payoff to that, and I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a lot of fun. I, I had issues with mo this movie. I, I think I brought them up the most of of the members of the podcast, so I won't repeat them here. But overall, this is a really fun time. I, I recommend it to anyone who is old enough to see boobs in movies. So uh, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> Oh boy. I'm going to give this movie four out of five ridiculous wads of cash given to homeless people that I didn't know were side characters from a different movie. That's a long rating system. It is a very long oh rating system. Oh my goodness. But it's very precise. <laughs> Incredibly. Uh, well, I guess it's time for my review. I really, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like, I, I enjoyed this movie the first time I saw it. I thought it was really funny then. It's still really funny now. The terrible career that Eddie Murphy's, like, his career has turned into is, like, is definitely a recent occurrence. Like, this movie definitely, you know, there are some dated things about this movie, but it definitely, I think it, as a comedy, it definitely holds up. My favorite scene, now that I have to pick a different one, or my <laughs> you favorite- You can't just go with it, I mean. I, no, I don't want to go with- I, my favorite thing about the movie is all the instances where Eddie Murphy is about to be his, the jig is going to be up like Vanessa or other people. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see what, who he really is. Um, I just, I really enjoy seeing all the ways he kind of tries to get himself out of it or get out of people knowing that he's wealthy. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I am poor and I'm ashamed to show it to you. Please let's go have dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and like the 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 writing is very well scripted. It's it's it really is like a wonder to see like how could it have gone so bad nowadays for him. My least favorite, like I don't have anything that really stands out as far as like a very like a least favorite thing. There are like nitpicky things like the crown, or if you didn't like the ending sequence, but like those don't really take away that much for me. Just as as watching the movie, my I guess my least favorite would be the church uh, the preacher. Um, okay. from from that whole sequence at the church, but you know it doesn't really take that way take away that much for me. As far as a rating, like this holds up. This is a really good movie, and I I'm gonna give it four and a half out of five crappy crowns. Um, I, I think like even though this is uh, late '80s, it still holds up as a comedy that can reach 
uh, people nowadays. Um, it does. I mean, yeah. there, there's yeah. many dated things, but it's it's still really fresh and is really enjoyable. But outside I, of like fashion choices, it's not that dated. No, other than like there being a whole lot of Jerry curl. Yeah, the yeah. fashion and the Jerry curl are really the most. Which that's dated. something that I expected to come back and never did. Like, because they really focused on Jerry Curl, like, a number <laughs> of times. There should have been a fight movie. scene in the in the Jerry Curl factory where, where <laughs> right. that guy is. Every punch, his fist comes away wet. <laughs> Gosh. I think it was just to set up, like, what a douche Daryl is. Like, well, that, that's all yeah. it was. Like, he owns Jerry Curl, his family does. So, you know. Anyway. And I can't believe we forgot to talk about Samuel Jackson's. Yeah, that's, yes. not, that's it's all really. Because that was the moment we were all like, "What?" But you know what he's we, in this. But you know what we really can't forget to talk about. What's that, Rick? Our website. <laughs> oh my goodness, you are so bad. at You this. almost said our podcast. podcast. Our podcast. And there's more Let's of those talk podcasts about it. on our website <laughs> at opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at opinioncast on Twitter and opinionatedpodcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. Although we are done with submissions for Listener Request Month, we always love hearing from you guys. Your suggestions, your your thoughts and comments, we love hearing from you. And there will be a another one sometime. Hopefully, yeah. so. hopefully November at the, at this of point. this year, they will <laughs> it will be on on like good to go. <laughs> go ahead and submit them because uh, no bullshit. November twenty eighteen is not it's that the far worst out name. at this point. Why is no, it called that? It doesn't make it. any we're sense. No, no, we're already committed. We're in the middle of no you bullshit. You were committed. November no right one now. else uses that name. No, 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 no. Chris is the one who came up with October month of spooks, and like, that was I'll our best him, title. I'll give him month names. And I came up with electric spookaloo, so I get at least <laughs> half a say. And a marathon, which are both great choices. They get my stamp of approval. Come back in May. So if you have a better. Suggestion than no bullshit November. If you have a better month name suggestion, we will free... also <laughs> take considerations for that too. Feel free to email us at opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. Shut up. <laughs> no, the, shut up's not in the name. The rest of you <laughs> peanut gallery. Uh, We're in the middle of additionally, the Additionally, feel free to Fighting leave us rink? A peanut gallery. What is feel a fighting free... rink? It's a peanut gallery. Gosh. We're in the middle of the Please rate our podcast <laughs> on, on <laughs> iTunes. It's by far the best way we have at reaching out to new listeners. Also aside subscribe. from you guys just shouting us out to your friends. Shouting us out to your friends and rating us on iTunes. Best way we have of getting out to new folks. Again, I want to thank Geronte Garrett for suggesting Coming to America. Fantastic choice. Uh, and I hope that the last two picks of our listener review month hold up to as good a movie as this one was. We'll see. I'm not hopeful. I know what the picks are. Ooh. Listener Review Month is just not that great of a name. Well, you it's can so call boring. it what you want Thank when you're you doing the outro, Chris! <laughs> Until next that. time, we'll see you on the Opinionated Podcast because we're Opinionated! I think you just Thanks. went Super Saiyan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh.